Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson along with Andrew Bone. We're talking recruiting on Tuesday night. Bone, I mean, the, the news came in finally. I mean, it was uh, postponed for Alabama and LSU. I mean, it, it kind of ruined everybody's weekend plans who were trying to enjoy watching that redemption game for Alabama. I mean, what's your take on, on that when you, when you heard the news? Uh, you know, a little disappointed. Um, yeah, I think everybody was, um, especially probably Alabama fans. LSU fans probably a little relieved because I think I think Saban and uh, and Alabama, I think they were about ready to uh, you know just have an absolute beatdown down in down in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, especially after the way things you know ended last season. Um, you know, Sage Ryan a couple weeks ago committing. Yeah. LSU over Alabama, um, when Alabama, you know, I think they thought they had them. Um, I think Saban and uh, Alabama, I think they were ready to uh, you know, maybe hang about 60 <laughs> on LSU. Uh, and they're not going to be able to do that. Um, you know, people have been asking me, you know, is Alabama going to be able to reschedule it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the way things are going, um, you just don't know what direction, you know, things are going to things are going to go in. Uh, I think everybody's just kind of waiting. It's a week by week, you know, approach right now. I, I mean, it's a day by day approach. It's not a week by week. It's a day by day approach as to what's really going to happen. I mean, that would have been just absolutely perfect. You know, Saturday watching the, you know, watching whatever football you were watching, but most people watching the Masters and then leading into, um, you know, leading into the game. I mean, that what an unbelievable, um, you know, experience that would have been. But you know, it's 2020, you know, things, <laughs> crap's going to hit the fan. So, you know, we just knew something, but yeah, something was going to happen. So, um, you know, unfortunately that's not going to happen this weekend. And, um, you know, I, I think Alabama, I think Alabama is, you know, more upset than anything. I think they were ready to rock and roll. I think they were ready to go. I think, you know, just from, uh, you know, speaking to different people, um, you know, the last couple hours, it seems like Alabama's, you know, really, you know, disturbed by uh, by this, they were ready to go down there and uh, you know make a make a big big statement down there this weekend, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, we're we're here with Andrew Bone, a Bama Insider. Remember, you can listen to this on podcast as well. Uh, go to Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and you just search for the Bama Insider podcast. We're going to talk about recruiting tonight with Andrew Bone. We can uh, field your questions in just a little bit. I want to talk about um, kind of the recruiting spectrum right now as Alabama still has a number one class going into, again, another open week, unfortunately, with uh, the game being postponed. Bone, um, I, this Monday, Nick Saban talked about Eric Gilbert, said that he's one of the top tight ends, said that he's a matchup problem. Um, I think kind of reading between the lines, Nick Saban would have loved 100 percent to have Eric Gilbert on board. Um, sources kind of tell me through the backside that they did everything possible to get Eric Gilbert on board uh, to be a member of Alabama. Um, talk about kind of that recruitment and, and what you think of Eric Gilbert in terms of a overall player. I mean, because it, it seems like as we continue to look at recruiting battles between Alabama and LSU, that's certainly one that got away from the Crimson side. Yeah, you know, he had a weird recruitment because there was a lot of talk, you know, early on in his recruitment uh, that it was going to be Georgia or Tennessee. And it was Georgia, Tennessee, you know, throughout the entire spring, you know, then, uh, you know, then in the summer, he took a visit to Alabama and all of a sudden, you know, we started talking about Alabama a good bit. And, you know, even probably I would say August of last year, still a lot of talk about Georgia and Tennessee, that it was still going to be one of those two programs. Well, um, all of a sudden 
it, you know, uh, all the momentum shifted in toward, in towards, uh, excuse me, in favor of Alabama. I mean, we, we were all thinking it was going to be Alabama. Um, you know, even, you know, everybody that I talked to, Tennessee people I talked to, Georgia people I talked to, LSU people, LSU people I did, nobody even predicted him to, to LSU, um, which was, you know, the craziest part about it because, you know, a lot of, you know, you go back to Sage Ryan's recruitment a few weeks ago. There were people, there were LSU people predicting Sage Ryan to uh, LSU, um, you know, and that's where he went. But um, nobody was predicting him, uh, Eric Gilbert, to Alabama or to LSU at all. Nobody. And uh, I think when he announced his commitment to LSU, it just shocked everybody. It shocked me. I wouldn't say it. I think the him not committing to Alabama didn't shock me, but him committing to LSU was just a huge surprise because nobody was talking about them at all. Um, so that, that was very interesting, very, very just crazy how things work out. Sometimes you see that. I mean, that, that does happen in, in the recruiting landscape of things, but, uh, but nobody expected that. Um, most people thought that it was Alabama or Georgia, um, you know, when he was making that decision. And, you know, the only thing, you know, that I was hearing was you know, that Alabama wasn't confident. Alabama didn't know what he was going to do. They had not heard – you know, anything, um, you know, on their end, you know, from talking to different people, um, you know, they weren't sure what he was going to do. And, um, you know, that was, you know, a little concerning, you know, for me in terms of predicting him to Alabama. Um, you know, usually most schools got a, got a pretty good feeling on, uh, on where a kid's going to go to college. But, uh, but nobody had a feel on Eric Gilbert. And obviously he, uh, you know, made a big surprise and committed to LSU. And, uh, you know, having a, you know, unbelievable freshman season, they, you know, he probably, probably didn't expect to be uh, two and three, uh, right now, um, but you know he's uh, you know he's going to be one of these guys that have a chance to be a um, you know uh, unbelievable college football player. I mean, he already is, but uh, you know potentially a first round draft pick. You know in a few years, I think he's a special talent at the, uh, at the tight end position. Go and give uh, Jackie White a shout out. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jackie, and uh, I believe I sent you a book this week. So uh, hey. last week, so uh, so thank you for that, and uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and, and enjoy the Masters. Everyone saw that the hole in one today. There was a uh, there was probably, in my opinion, uh, that's probably the best shot. I think. I mean, maybe ever. I mean, it was. I mean, Bone, you you saw it. I mean, that that hole in one. It was like it was ridiculous. I can't even believe it's true. Um, yeah, that's uh, you know that's one of those shots where. Um, where, where my ball usually goes – I don't play golf, but when I do play golf, um, my ball usually goes just straight down into the water and doesn't doesn't come back up. <laughs> We're here with Andrew Bone of Bama Insider. Remember, all Super Chats go to Bone tonight. Hey, Bone, before, before we fill questions and let everybody get checked in, I also wanted to talk to you about um, – you know, some, some guys that Alabama has landed out of the state of Louisiana because there's there's plenty of them and, and kind of get your take on the on the recruiting side. I mean, you have I mean, just real quick, just off the top of my head, you have um, Devontae Smith, um, you have Dylan Moses, you have Christian Harris, you have um, Chris Allen, those guys out of the state of Louisiana. I'm sure you can name a few more. But um, I mean, those are big gets out of the state of Louisiana, especially you. You look at a guy like Dylan Moses. I know he played his senior year um, at the IMG, but he's a Baton Rouge guy. Christian Harris, he's a Baton Rouge guy. How big was it for Alabama, you know, over the last several years for Nick Saban to be able to go right into Baton Rouge or into Louisiana and pull some of the best players out of the state of Louisiana and continues to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, 
not being intimidated by going into uh, Louisiana and recruiting, you know, the top talent that, uh, that LSU really wants. I think, you know, Nick Saban was never going to be scared of, uh, you know, uh, Les Miles or Ed Orgeron. You know, he was going to go down there. You know, it's tough to pull a player from Louisiana, especially, you know, if the state school wants them. Um, you know, LSU is tough to, uh, to recruit against. And you know, Nick Saban has been able to go, go to Louisiana and pull in top talent you know, for a long time. I mean, ever since his arrival back in 2007, you know, the first, uh, you know, guy that he landed from Louisiana, Luther Davis was committed to, um, was committed to LSU, flipped his commitment from LSU to Alabama. You know, we've seen several, uh, you know, several star players, um, you know, from Louisiana go to Alabama over the last several years, you know, you know, Landon Collins, uh, Eddie Lacy, Cam Robinson, Cam Sims. I mean, uh, Dylan Moses, you know, Denzel Duvall. I mean, there's just so many guys uh, that Alabama's been able to go down there and, and pluck away from, uh, you know, from the state. And, you know, they're still trying to do it. I mean, they got uh, Kane Williams, uh, you know, committed this year. Um, you know, it's trying to land Brian Thomas. Going after Mason Smith, they ran it for Sage Ryan. You know, definitely some top talent in Louisiana that they're – uh, you know, continuing to recruit, and you know it's going to happen for for a long time. I mean, they, uh, you know, have some uh, some great inroads in Louisiana. They've recruited the state for a long time. Um, you know, high school coaches, you know, in Louisiana respect Alabama, and you know the effort that they put into recruiting that state every single year. So you know, I think that that plays a big role in uh, in Alabama going down there and being able to land top recruits every year. Here with Andrew Bone of Bama Insider. Remember, you can uh, listen to this video on podcast. Just go to Apple or Spotify and check out uh, the Bama Insider podcast. Um, we also have Mint Gillespie providing some great content on the podcast as well. So we're really trying to up the podcast game as well as continue to grow Bama Insider. And by the way, we just hit 40,000 subscribers right in our channel. So thank you very much to everybody right here on our YouTube channel. But if you want that full scoop every single day, go to BamaInsider.com. The promo code for free 30 days is simply Roll Tide. Uh, Bone, when we kind of look at you know the, the class of 2021 and, and the remaining targets, there, there's only a handful left in this particular class. Alabama is still uh, at, at the top of the Rivals.com recruiting rankings. Today, um, you, you talked about Kamar Wheaton and the potential that Alabama could be, you know, recruiting him with with Trey Sanders now being injured and kind of just the whole running back scenario. What's kind of your take on Kamar Wheaton? You don't have to give too much. You know, we, we want that for the premium subscribers, but kind of give a, a, a soft update on Kamar Wheaton, kind of where things stand. And, and if you think that um, Alabama could still be in play for him. Yeah, you know, I think with Kamar Wheaton, there's a lot of unknowns about him because he just keeps things extremely tight-lipped. Uh, you know, doesn't really talk to uh, many reporters. Doesn't ever talk to any reporters. Doesn't really talk to many coaches. Uh, he just keeps, you know, things very, uh, very quiet. Um, yeah, I know that many people believe he's going to Oklahoma. I believe he's going to Oklahoma, but um, yeah, I also think at the same time, Oklahoma's not sure what he's going to do. Um, I think with Trey Sanders' situation, um, you know how. You know, how long is he going to be out? Um, does Alabama, you know, try to take another running back in this class? It, you know, it, you know, a lot of questions still remain. And I think, you know, with Kamar Wheaton still being out there, still having Alabama in his top three, you know, I think, uh, you know, Alabama's going to take a stab at it and see, uh, see what happens. But, you know, uh, we talked a little bit more about it on BamaInsider.com uh, this morning. You can go to, uh, you know, the recruiting thoughts. They're on there right now and uh, check it out. But I definitely think that, um, you know, Alabama's at least – uh, you know, going to spin the wheels and see what happens. 
As uh, as we continue to move through the show, um, you also talked about Quincy McKinstry and Pinson Valley, and as they push their way to the playoffs, kind of give everyone kind of an update on uh, Quincy and how he's faring in the playoffs and, and what you like about him as a player on the field and, and what to expect uh, maybe when he gets to Alabama. Yeah, you know, impressive, uh, you know, opening round uh, win for Pinson Valley over Arab, 45 to nothing. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Kool-Aid. Um, Three receiving touchdowns. He had a pick six. I think it was about 75-yard pick six. So four total touchdowns in the uh, opening round uh, game in the playoffs. So you know, impressive performance. You know, I, th- I think what you know really stands out is you know he's a guy that gets it done on both sides of the football. Um, I think when uh, you know when he gets to Alabama, he's just so, you know focused in on you know playing defense back, playing cornerback. You know with Nick Saban, with Carl Scott. You know, this is a guy that's got a chance to really develop into a uh, you know really special talent because he's got you know unbelievable athleticism, great ball skills. Uh, he got everything you look for in a uh, you know you know in a top athlete. Um, and now that he's going to really be focused on one position, I think he's got a chance to be, you know, special. We've seen a lot of, you know, really good defensive backs that have come to Alabama who played on both sides of the football um, in high school. You know, Trevon Diggs, you know, that's somebody that, um, you know, was a superstar uh, in high school on both sides of the football. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the you know way that I see DeQuincy McKinstry. Well, you you also um, I mean you talked about Terry and Arnold. And we talk about Terry and Arnold all the time. I mean, with with the recent success of Florida, I mean, do you think Dan Mullen is going to have a better shot to land a player like Terry and Arnold and continue that Florida recruiting? I know that you know they've had a solid class as well. Kind of what's your take on um, Dan Mullen? Not not only in the Darth Vader costume, um, which we saw. I mean, that that was unbelievable that he did the press conference. I don't. People had different takes on it. I've never seen anything like it. Um, but but do you think he can? have that recruiting success and um what's kind of the latest with Taryn Arnold yeah you know I, I do think they're having some you know really good success um you know right now on the recruiting front and um you know big win against Georgia you know this past weekend can certainly uh can certainly help them out you know uh you know, if they play against Alabama in the SEC championship and Alabama you know you know beats the absolute breaks off of them you never know uh, you know what may happen there, but uh, but I think with um, you know some of the in-state guys, Taryn Arnold, you know, I think Xavier Story, you know, is certainly somebody to uh, to keep an eye on. You know, for Florida, you know, I do think that he ends up going somewhere else. I don't think he goes to Alabama, but uh, but as of right now, you know, many people have felt like he's a Georgia, you know, strong Georgia lean. But I, you know, I think with uh, you know, Florida's big win, I think you know a lot of momentum could have shifted in uh, in their favor for uh, for Xavier and Story. So keeping a close eye on him, but uh, he's also very close with Terry and Arnold, who uh, you know both of them have said many times that they want to play college football together. So. You know, there are still some key guys that are out there that are, you know, strongly considering Alabama and Florida. You know, we mentioned Xavier Sori and Terry Arnold, but, you know, Tumise Adelier, another guy um, who has Alabama and Florida in his top three. Um, not sure, you know, what he's going to do just yet. I think everybody, you know, has a different opinion on them. I think everyone thinks that, you know, all three schools are in it, and they all three are. Um, all three, you know, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M all heavily involved with Tumise Adelier. Um, no clue what he's going to do. I mean, I, I wish I could say, yes, he's going to do this or, you know, I think he's going to do that, but he, he's just absolutely, um, Hey, look, there we go. Can you ask him where else can we say, yeah, Sean, you know, like I said, I mean, I think it's just a, uh, uh, it's up in the air what he's going to do. He's been like that throughout his entire recruitment. Um, we've talked about that before. Um, 
but I do think Alabama very much involved there. I think, yeah, I just think that it's a uh, complete toss up as to what he's going to do uh, at this point in his recruitment. He's uh, Sean's also asking about, uh, I believe it's uh, Shamar Turner as well. Yeah, with Shamar Turner, I still kind of am feeling that he's going to stay in state. Um, I think that Texas A&M, you know, Texas A&M only lost to Alabama this year. I think there's a lot of momentum there uh, with the Aggies. Um, you know, Texas has been pretty high on his list as well. But, you know, I think A&M, uh, you know, the success that they're having, I, I think that can uh, you know really benefit them. I think he's going to end up staying in state. Now, I say that right now, if – he ends up waiting a little bit and he can make it back to Tuscaloosa at some point, then Alabama's going to have a chance. But if they, he doesn't make it back to Alabama, I, I don't think he's going to end up in Alabama's class. I think he ends up staying in Texas. And as of right now, probably leaning more towards the Aggies. All right. We got uh Daniel and uh, he was actually first on here with his question. He wants to know uh, for an update on JT Tuomola. Yeah. You know, as uh, many people know, JT Tuomola, the uh, number four overall player in the rivals, 100, one of the top defensive ends in America out of Seattle, still plans on waiting until uh, you know, probably February to make a decision. And, you know, basically the, the reason behind that is because, you know, as of right now, the recruiting dead period has been extended until January the 1st. Well, many people hope that recruits can take visits after January 1st and take their official visits. And JT is not an early enrollee. He's going to be graduating in the springs or in, uh, in May. So, uh, so he, he can wait it out. He can, he can take these visits. He can enjoy the process if he's going to be allowed to. So he's kind of waiting to see if he's going to be able to take these visits. I do believe it's a top two of Alabama and Ohio state. I think it's really those two. And then everybody else as of right now, um, Ohio State's been considered the favorite, you know, throughout his entire recruitment. Uh, but I think Alabama is certainly in it. Um, and I think they've continued to climb up his list the last few months. And, um, yeah, they're right up there with Ohio State right now. I, I don't know if I would strongly say Ohio State will land his commitment. Um, I don't know if I would say Alabama will, but I think it's a absolute dogfight between those two programs. And, and that says a lot about, you know, Alabama and, uh, you know, what they've been able to do in, 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 in terms of recruiting him and really moving up on his list. I mean, you know, we've seen this time and time again, you know, recruits have been, you know, Alabama has been on the outside for top recruits. And then all of a sudden they just continue to press hard, continue to press hard. And then all of a sudden they land their commitment. We saw that several years ago uh, with Rashawn Evans, you know, a five-star linebacker, an in-state linebacker who, um, I think it was about, you know, I think it was in the summer, you know, before his senior year, Rashawn Evans didn't even have Alabama in his top seven. Alabama kept pushing, kept pushing. Then he put out, he said, okay, I'm going to take an official visit to Alabama. Alabama ends up landing his commitment on signing day. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is somebody that, you know, a lot of people are paying very close attention to. And I think Alabama feels like it's got a really, uh, really strong shot at landing him. Here with Andrew Bone of Bama Insider. Remember to uh, get Andrew Bone's book. Um, we'll talk more about that at the end of the show, but uh, we'll definitely put the link uh, in the description um, box below so you can uh, go order Andrew Bone's book. I know there's a, a lot of people really excited about that and a lot of subscribers who have already checked out his book. I think Jackie already said that um, the completed the book. So, I mean, that was like world record time. So um, we'll, we'll talk more about that in uh, just a second. And then um, I think Chris was asking for an update on uh, 
Xavier Tory and Taryn Arnold. We, we covered that uh, just a little while ago, so you can go back and watch. And remember, we'll put this on podcast as well. So if you're on the go and you, you can't watch your phone or you can't watch your computer, whatever, you can listen to it via podcast. But Bone did provide an update on both of those two. So we're, we're not, uh, you know, uh, going past your question. Um, Jackie also wants to know, um, what's the main position for the 2021 recruiting class running back? I mean, it, you've talked about this before. It, it doesn't seem like running back. It seems almost like they, they need one of those uh, defensive ends, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think with, uh, you know, you're looking at the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Alabama already has three wide receivers, even though Brian Thomas, you know, obviously would be a welcome addition to this class. And I, as of right now, I think Alabama's got a great chance to, uh, to land Brian Thomas, um, you know, in terms of the most important position, uh, you know, overall, I do think, you know, landing another defensive lineman, you know, it, it would be big. I mean, Alabama has a strong defensive line class. Don't get me wrong, but if they can get one more guy, um, it'd be, you know, absolutely phenomenal, uh, you know, defensive front, especially with the guys that they're still recruiting. I mean, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Defensive tackle, you still have Mason Smith out there. Defensive end, JT Tuomola, uh, Tamisi Adelier, uh, Shamar Turner. You know, these are all guys that Alabama is heavily recruiting, heavily involved in. Um, so if Alabama can land at least one of those guys, it's really going to put this defensive line class uh, over the top. All right. How about this one, Bone? We got uh, Sam, and he's like, look. Bone is the is the recruitment for Sage Ryan completely over. Sam's not ready to let it go. <laughs> Um, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, that's a tough flip, especially when a guy commits to LSU uh, and he's an in-state kid, you know, and he waits it out, you know, all the way this long. It's going to be tough, uh, tough to flip him. Um, you know, will Alabama take a few swings at it? You know, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're always going to try to take a few swings and kind of kind of see what happens. But uh, but as of right now, uh, you know, I, I just don't see him flipping to Alabama. But in terms of it being completely over, you know, maybe not. I think he'll probably leave leave some room just in case anything were to happen. Uh, but as of right now, I, I feel pretty strongly he'll stick with LSU, especially with the two teams not playing this weekend. I mean, come on. I mean, you uh, LSU probably survived that uh, twenty eight point uh, you know touchdown beatdown. I, I think that's what the line was at. I think it was at twenty eight points. Um, Philip is uh, asking outside of the typical few recruits that have that are in our sights. Are there any sleepers anywhere? I like that question. Yeah, you know, I would like that question um, more if uh, <laughs> this was a year where there were, you know, six or seven spots remaining. But, you know, the problem is there's just not a lot of spots out there. I mean, Alabama has four max, and they could just only sign two. And there's so many guys who are still out there that we're, you know, continuing to talk about that are, you know, you know, our, our priority targets. I mean, you know, there's so many. You look at the offense side of the ball. Alabama's still recruiting Kamar Wheaton, you know, still going after Brian Thomas. You know, maybe Xavier Worthy if uh, if Harbaugh decides to uh, to bounce um, one way or the other. Um, you know, defensive line. We talked about the defensive linemen who are still out there. Xavier Story, you know, defensive back wise, Taryn Arnold. Um, you know, but if Alabama only gets two more guys, they're probably you know going to be happy. Um, you know, with the class. I mean, it's the number one class in the country. Maybe Ohio State finishes number one. Um, but I still think overall Alabama has an elite class, uh, classic compete for championships. Um, you know, they've gotten it done on both sides of the football, uh, really met key positions of need so far. Uh, and I always say that's the most important thing. As long as you're getting your, you, you know, 
you're filling the, the needs that you absolutely have to meet. And I think Alabama has been able to do that uh, in this recruiting class so far. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, some of these other guys that are still out there, you know, obviously I think defensive line, if you can get one more guy, that would be, you know, very beneficial. But, um, you know, any other position I think is just icing on the cake. Um, you know, Alabama's really loaded up uh, at most of these positions. Um, let's just kind of see how it, how it turns out the rest of the way. I just – I don't think there's going to be really any – room for a sleeper type guy to uh, to emerge. Now, let's kind of get – I think we're, what we're going to see is Alabama's probably going to get through, and we we do this the last couple of years, get through the early signing period, see who all signs, see who's still out there, and then, uh, you know, then you make your, uh, your run at, at, at somebody who might be a sleeper uh, or maybe a position that you're, you've decided that you absolutely need to get somebody – uh, in on. So we'll see what happens. But until this early signing period is over with, I don't see any sleepers really emerging. All right. How about this one? Um, we got a question on a class of 2022 running back. The We've talked about Emmanuel Henderson many times. I've told you many times that I like his last name. Um, what, what's kind of uh, the status with um, a very talented class of 2022 running back? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with Emmanuel Henderson from uh, Geneva County, I think, uh, you know, as of right now, looking, you know, very strongly like he's going to stay in state, uh, you know, probably going to make an early commitment. You know, I would say probably in uh, – uh, I don't know if he'll commit before the end of 2020, may do it early 2021, but I really like Alabama's chances. I know some people said, well, Mike Farrell put out a uh, prediction today that he's that Emmanuel Henderson is going to go to Auburn. Um, you never know. But uh, but as of right now, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, you know towards Alabama with uh, with Emmanuel Henderson. All right, let's see. Um, all right, Billy Dawson is asking about Eric Cade. I I don't think we've talked about that before. Do Do you know what Billy is returning referring to? What player? Oh yeah. Um, you know, I've talked about uh, Eric several times on the uh, on the recruiting board okay. uh, as, a, as a you know very realistic possibility. It, it all kind of depends on if Alabama wants to take another offensive lineman, and um, you know, are they ready? You know, before the early signing period to take another offensive lineman, I'm I'm not sure they're going to be. Um, you know, I think they're going to still kind of wait, kind of see what happens. Uh, you know, between now and uh, December the 18th. And then kind of go from there. Um, if Eric Cade commits here pretty soon, I, I don't know if he'll commit to Alabama. I think he'll probably go, end up going elsewhere. But if he's you know one of these guys who's going to um, you know wait until uh, and sign in the late signing period, then you know there's always a chance there. I think Alabama will probably entertain it, see if uh, you know they might can fit him in. But he's a monster kid. I mean, six foot seven, three hundred and you know, thirty plus pounds. Um, yeah, I think it's all just going to depend on if Alabama has room for him. Uh, but they do like him. He's certainly somebody that uh, that they have interest in. But you know, do they have you know a spot for him in this early signing period? I'm not sure they do. I think it's definitely something they would entertain a little bit further down the road. Hey, boom! Before we uh, leave, Billy, look at his avatar. All right, so it's the Alabama Crimson Tide, and it says "Bad to the Bone." Oh, nice. So right. talk about supporting Bone to the maximum. I don't know if it's just a coincidence or, because Billy goes hard. So we appreciate it, Billy. So thank you very much for the question. And uh, I just had to, to point it out. I'm always checking out people's out. Yeah, I, know, I, I wear glasses most of you know, the I never wear my glasses on the show, uh, but uh, but I always wear glasses and I, I can barely make it out. So, uh, so I, I'm squinting really hard just to see it. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, let's get some super chats so we can get Bone a new pair of glasses. All right. So, uh, how about uh, this one from uh, Tia Carter? What's up, Tia? Thank you so much. And I always have to say this go follow Tia for the best graphics for your Alabama Crimson Tide. Follow her on social media. The graphics are unbelievable. All right. So, which of the remaining targets um, that you would say Alabama leads for as kind of look down the stretch? Well, on the offensive side of the ball, Tia, I do think that Alabama's in a good position with Brian Thomas right now. Um, you know, in terms of remaining offensive target, excuse me, I do think that uh, he's probably the only guy that Alabama's in, in the lead for, and maybe the only guy Alabama takes on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defensive wise, a little bit more tricky. Um, yeah, I think a lot of guys are kind of toss-ups, um, especially on the defensive line. Um, you know, I did mention Shamar Turner earlier. I do think he ends up staying in state. But, you know, Tamisa Adelia, JT Tuamola, you know, I think those guys could do, you know, just about anything. Um, you know, I do think Alabama, Ohio State for JT. Um, I'm leaning more towards Alabama and Florida for Tamisa Adelia, but I know some people feel like, uh, you know, it's – could be Texas A&M. So, you know, who knows with the, with him. But uh, Terry and Arnold, there's a lot of people who, who've already kind of written off Terry and Arnold. Um, and a lot of people think he's going to Florida. I, I haven't written him off just yet. I, I think Alabama is still very much in the picture there. They're still heavily recruiting him, uh, still pushing hard for him, still want him as a part of this uh, recruiting class. So I do think maybe Florida is in the driver's seat at this time, but can Alabama pull him back? in their direction over the course of the next um, you know, month or so, I, I think that's very possible. All right. Thank you so much to you for uh, the, the question um, tonight. We appreciate you following and um, you know, we'll, we'll catch you back on social media. Thank you. Um, all right. So uh, Jarvis, what's up Jarvis? Jarvis is a long time follower as well. Thank you very much for subscribing Jarvis. Um, is Bam in the position to flip anybody? Oh, um, you know, I, I don't see it happening. Um, you know, there are still some guys that are out there that they're still recruiting. Um, you know, Tyreek Sapp is committed to Florida. But I think with Florida season, the way things are going uh, down there, I just don't I don't see it. And with the recruiting dead period being extended and not being able to take visits, I, I just can't see him flipping. Um, you know, we mentioned Sage Ryan. I just don't see him flipping after committing to LSU uh, last week. Um you know, not really. I mean, th these are really the main guys, you know, that we continue to talk about, you know, with limited spots, um, you know, not really anybody that I see flipping. Now, could be could there be some absolute crazy surprise uh, flip? Like, you know, we saw a Kadarius Callaway uh, this summer. Maybe. But uh, but as of right now, you know, not really expecting anything. Um, you know, I was thinking early on in the season when uh, things were going uh, weren't going as well for Auburn. Now they've started to get back on track, but uh, but you know if Auburn would have continued to have a bad season, you know maybe Alabama would have been able to uh, potentially pull off Armani Goodwin um, if they went back after him. But yeah, I, I think he's pretty solid with uh, with his commitment to Auburn. So um, you know, not really seeing any more flips in this class at this time. All right, um, what's up, Brady? Thank you very much. We appreciate the question. Um, asking for an update on uh, Mason Smith. Yeah, you know, we've talked about Mason Smith a lot uh, over the course of the last year, and, and most of the time we, you know, just continue to talk about how LSU is in the driver's seat, um, and you know, everybody else should forget about him. Well, I, I don't think so. I think Alabama is very much uh, in play here. Um, if I was making a prediction right now, I would still say LSU, but 
he's not making a commitment just yet. He's making a commitment um, on December the 18th, and I do think Alabama uh, is fighting hard for him. I think they're in it. Um, I don't want to write him off for Alabama just yet. Um, I think it has been LSU, Georgia, then probably Alabama. I think Alabama has at least even things up with Georgia. Um, you know, can they move ahead and potentially pull off an unbelievable recruiting still uh, after missing out on Sage Ryan? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, a ton of pressure on Mason Smith to stay uh, in Louisiana as there was for Sage Ryan, who had, you know, all the connections with LSU, um, with his family. Uh, Mason Smith doesn't really have any of those connections. He just grew up in, in, in Louisiana, but actually grew up an Alabama fan. Um, so, uh, you know, there's just there's a lot of pressure to stay home and he gets that. And he's visited LSU several, several times, but uh, he has visited LSU, uh, Alabama a few times, likes Alabama, has a great relationship with uh, Freddie Roach. Pete Golding likes the Alabama defense, likes the consistency of the program. Um, so they're in it. I mean, that, that's just the bottom line. Alabama's in the race. Um, we'll just kind of see what happens over the next month and a half. Here with Andrew Bona, Bama Insider. We're talking recruiting on Tuesday night. Remember, on Wednesday, I'll take your calls and we'll talk Alabama team coverage right here on Bama Insider. So definitely hit the subscribe button. And, um, you know, even though there's no uh, college football this week for the Alabama Crimson Tide, we will still take your calls and we will still talk about uh, the number one team in America right now, which is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thank you very much to everybody who's joining us tonight. Um, Greg, he's asking for any updates on Trey. Um, we'll talk team on Wednesday. And uh, but I don't have an update on Trey. All we know is what Nick Saban recently said was that he had a successful surgery. So um, kind of look to the running backs that are freshmen to look to get some opportunities as we move forward. And actually, um, Alabama just provided some really good footage that I just put up on our YouTube channel of Jace McQuellen, Roydale Williams. You got to check out the pipes on Roydell Williams. I mean, the kid has been in the weight room. I mean, Bone, Bone, can you tell me real quick? Because because I'm curious to know. Um, I mean, I heard that Trey Sanders and Roydell Williams very comparable in playing styles. What, what's your take on, on Roydell Williams? I know he's out of Hueytown. A lot of people really excited about him. Yeah, you know, with uh, with Roydell, I got a chance to see him play, you know, a few times during his high school days. And, you know, it reminded me of Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, coming out. I mean, just very strong, powerful. Um, you know, not as, you know, not the biggest player out on the field, but, uh, but definitely somebody that, uh, they can take it distance from just about anywhere. I mean, you know, he's a guy who, uh, who can catch the ball really well out of the backfield. He can return kicks, um, you know, just kind of a do it all athlete. And, you know, it's just very, you know, strong, you know, really quick, uh, great vision. Um, and I, I really liked him a lot coming out of high school and, and thought very highly of him. And, uh, you know, that was, that's why he was one of the uh, you know, top 100 players in the country. All right. Thanks, Bone. I appreciate it. I, I can't wait to see some of these younger freshmen get on, on the field. I mean, people keep asking, you know, Javon Baker, the Roy Doe Williams. We're going to get to him. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're moving through. Um, all right. So uh, let's get to the next question that we have. Um, I, I know you talked about. Uh, all right. So we just got done talking about Mason Smith. Um, people are also asking, let's see, um, I, I know you haven't, you've talked about him kind of bits and pieces, but what's kind of the, the, 
the full deal on Brian Thomas. I mean, is this going to be that guy that joins this class? Because you look at the wide receivers Alabama already has, and I've talked about this several times. These are bigger wide receivers coming in. Ja'Cory Brooks, he's about six foot three. A Jai Hall, similar size. Um, you got your speed guy and Christian Leary. I, I think adding a guy like Brian Thomas could be kind of a you know cherry on top, being that he's around that six foot four range. Um, what's the latest on Brian Thomas, and, and do you think that he could be that guy? And, and another guy out of the state of Louisiana to, to potentially join Alabama. Yeah, you know, I really do like Alabama's chances with uh, with Brian Thomas. Um, you know, he, he's another one of these, you know, really quiet, tight lip guys that, uh, you know, doesn't do a lot of interviews, just, uh, you know, keeps things, you know, pretty, uh, pretty tight lipped. Um, you know, everybody's kind of guessing as to what he's going to do. But, you know, from there, just talking to different sources over the course of the last few weeks, you know, it certainly feels like Alabama's in the driver's seat uh, for him. Followed by surprisingly Texas A and M. You know it was considered an he was considered an Alabama, you know LSU lean. You know throughout his entire recruitment and over the last um, you know month or so we've you know really heard heard a lot about Texas A and M. You know kind of pulling ahead of LSU uh, for him. Now we do think it's an Alabama Texas A and M battle right now with Alabama leading. Um, you know will Texas A and M potentially overtake him? We'll have to wait and see, but uh, but I do think that Alabama's uh, in pretty good position with him. And even though they've got a great wide receiver class, you know, I think they're really looking to add one more. And um, you know, Brian Thomas looks like he's probably going to be the guy. All right. Um, how about this one from uh, early? He's asking, what happens if we don't get to me, say, uh, Shamar Turner or JT? What's kind of, you know, what would, what would be the next plan in terms of that defensive lineman that Alabama would like to add? Well, Alabama love take Mason Smith if they don't oh, there you go. <laughs> one of those guys. Um, you know, if they can't get one of those guys or Mason Smith, you know, they'd probably just be finished. Um, I, I don't know if they'll go after another, um, you know, high school defensive lineman. Now there may be a situation where they, um, you know, start looking around for for a transfer uh, defensive line wise. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. But once again. Every, a lot's going to depend on what happens during this early signing period. Um, you know, Alabama's going after these guys. They're going to make their decisions. JT won't. J, uh, JT will wait until um, until February to decide. But a lot of these guys are making their decisions during this early signing period. Alabama's going to see where you know things unfold, and then uh, then go from there. So they'll see, and they'll also mean. Who's still available uh, after this early signing period? Who can they still go after? Who can they recruit? Who can they potentially get on campus if the NCAA allows it? Um, you know, there may not be many guys that are still out there, but uh, but Alabama's at least going to look and see uh, who's still available, and you know, maybe they'll start focusing on who who can they potentially get in uh, as a transfer. All right, got some uh, props for the show. Hey, thank you so much for being here. We we appreciate it. Uh, Billy Dawson's like salute to you, Bone. Right? I mean, Bone definitely brings it. Um, I also got a nice little uh, super chat. So, uh, thank hey, you, Billy. Billy, give him a shout out, Bone. Appreciate it, Billy. Thank you. Thank you for your avatar too. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, um, Grant. Grant wants to know real quick, and I love the the avatar. Of course, you always have to give him props. Um, if Tamise commits to Bama, what position do you think he plays? He's a defensive end, but he's listed at two hundred and forty five pounds, which is a little small in in Grant's opinion. Yeah, he might be listed at two forty five, but I I think he's you know two fifty five, two sixty right now. This guy's a defensive end all the way at Alabama or mm -hmm. wherever he ends up going. Um, you know, Jonathan Allen was 250 pounds, uh, and, you know, you see how big he gets. Now, that's not necessarily the case with everybody. It depends on their body type uh, and how much they're going to develop. But I, I certainly see, to me, say Adelier putting on the weight 
and developing into uh, you know a, a top defensive end. And that's that's on the only position Alabama's recruiting him to play. All righty, um, let's continue to move through the show. Um, thank you so much, Jonathan. We appreciate you watching. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, definitely hit the thumbs up button, like, and subscribe. I appreciate um, all you guys being in here for Bones' uh, show. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. All right. William says he's watching from, from Georgia. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, let me kind of cruise down. Um, oh, here's one prospect that nobody has asked about quite yet, and I, and I wrote it down, um, Jared Gilbert. Um, kind of what's the latest on him? I know you talked about him briefly today in your recruiting thoughts. Yeah, you know, Jordan Gilbert is certainly somebody that uh, we've talked about, you know, throughout the entire year um, as a potential option for Alabama and more as a backup option. And if Alabama you know, was going to miss on you know, some of these key defensive back targets, um, you know, especially some of the guys who decided kind of uh, later in the process, like Kyrie Jackson, like DeQuincy McKinstry. And as of right now, I just don't see him in Alabama's class. I think Alabama's you know, kind of wait, waiting to see what happens with uh, Terry and Arnold. Now, if they don't get Terry and Arnold, I just don't think they get another defensive back. I think they'll be, you know, finishing the defensive back class. So as of right now, um, as the future cast says on there for Jordan Gilbert, I do think he ends up uh, at Oklahoma. But very good football player, um, having a great senior season. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why Alabama was heavily recruiting him and at least, you know, showed a lot of interest in him. But I think Alabama's pretty pleased with this defensive back class. I mean, it's an extremely impressive defensive back class that Alabama's been able to put together now. DeQuincy McKinstry would have uh, announced for, um, uh, you know, for Auburn instead of Alabama. You know, Jordan Gilbert certainly, you know, probably would have been a guy that Alabama would have pushed for a commitment. But I think uh, once McKinstry jumped on board, you know, Alabama just kind of had to shut things down and really kind of focus, uh, you know, only on, uh, you know, Terry and Arnold. All right. How about this? Um, kind of floating back to, um, you know, Kamar Wheaton and he's asking, Daniel's asking Bone, what do you think the pitch would be to Kamar uh, to come to Alabama? I mean, and, and I and I get where he's coming from. You kind of look at the running back room. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with this blanket year. Right. That means that um, theoretically everybody could come back and have that same eligibility. Now, Najee's certainly not going to come back, but we don't know about Brian Robinson. Trey Sanders out indefinitely, so you got to think he's coming back. And then you have three running backs um, on the roster as well, Roydell Williams, Kyle Edwards, uh, Jace McQuellen, and then a guy nobody else is talking about, Killen Robinson. We don't know if he's, you know, it, it kind of the signs point to an opt-out. So you also have him in the backfield. Seems like a loaded uh, backfield. But so, so what would be the pitch to Kamar to, uh, to come to Bama? Well, you know, I think there's, uh, you know, still a lot of unknowns. And, you know, we don't know, you know, how quickly Trey's going to return from uh, from his injury. Hopefully it's quicker than uh, than anticipated. Uh, but, you know, the, there's an unknown there. There's, uh, you know, Najee Harris leaving. You know, obviously that, that opens up a lot. Um, you know, he, Kamar Wheaton knows what the Alabama running backs uh, are able to do. I mean, there's been two Heisman Trophy winners at the running back position during the Nick Saban era, you know, the, Trent Richardson won the Doak Walker Award, so you got people that uh, you know that have had a lot of success in Tuscaloosa and, and currently having a lot of success in the NFL. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, you know, superstar in the NFL, along with you know Mark and you know Derek and you know a lot of guys who have played extremely well uh, in Tuscaloosa who are also playing in the pros. So I think you continue to sell that. Um, you know, I think you continue to say you know some of the guys on the team have never started before. Um, you know. There's not a true starter. So you can come in, and you know, if you're the best, you're going to play. And, you know, Alabama continues to sell that to top recruits 
uh, every single year. Um, you know, despite who may be on campus, despite if there was a five star or a four star, whoever it may be, um, you know, who's recruited and who's been there two or three years, uh, you know, they're always going to give an opportunity to somebody who, uh, uh, you know, who, whoever the best is, they're going to play. I, you know, I remember, you know, and I've said this many times before, but you know, Deron Payne and Minka Fitzpatrick uh, a few years ago, you know, they kept being told they're not going to play if they go to the University of Alabama. They, you know, maybe they'll play by the time they're a, they're a uh, you know junior or senior because there's all this other talent that's ahead of them. Well, that kind of added the fuel to the fire uh, uh, for them. You know, that they were basically being told, oh, you're saying, you know, this school's saying I'm not good enough to play at Alabama. Well, I'm going to go prove them wrong and go there. Well, you know, Kamar Wheaton may be thinking the uh, the same thing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if Alabama really, you know, kicks it up a notch in his recruitment. It's hard to kick it up a notch when a kid just doesn't ever talk. I mean, everybody says, oh, well, he just doesn't talk to the media. No, no, this is a guy that doesn't even talk to the coaches. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of guessing as to what he's going to do. I mean, he's just extremely uh, – he's just an extremely quiet kid. Um, you know, doesn't really get too involved in the recruiting process, just plays and um, he'll make a decision and, you know, may, maybe we'll be shocked. Um, you know, maybe we won't be. Maybe he'll go to Oklahoma like everyone expects him to. But you know, Alabama, I think, at least going to you know take a swing and see uh, see if they can they can hit it. All right. Cool. Thanks, Bone. That was uh, good stuff on um, from Daniel. Uh, Jonathan, what's up? Thank you very much for. Um, yeah, that, this is the world famous author. Yeah, we got him. We got him right here. Andrew Bone. And Jonathan is also saying, what's up, Kyle and Bone? Hope you're both doing well. Hey, thank you so much, Jonathan. We hope you're doing well as well. And uh, hope you're having a great week. I know today with the news about Alabama and LSU being postponed, I kind of dampened the mood a little bit. But don't worry, we still have plenty of programming, um, you know, scheduled for Bama Insider. So stay with us. We'll continue to power through the 2020 um, year. I mean, it's it's felt like, you know, I don't know about you for you guys, but for me, it, 2020 has felt like 10 years. Think about it, right? Think about to like where you were in March because that was kind of like pre-COVID. And now like we're still in 2020 and it's just been like such a long year. We didn't have spring football. We're not going to have the LSU Alabama game. Um, so it's like, but, but we are having college football and there are, you know, so I try to focus on the positive things, but it's just, hasn't it felt like a really long year, bone? Like it's like, Oh yeah. Remember when Alabama had one commitment? Oh, uh, that Saban was done. That this is uh this is going to be the worst class in in Alabama football history. That they couldn't get any commitments at all. Uh, that every every top kid was going to Tennessee and North Carolina. I was just like, give me a break. Like when, when these kids, yeah, just uh, and we, you know, my, my wife Audrey and I, we were actually living at. Um, we moved to Lake Martin for about a month and a half. I remember that. And that that seems like. God, that seems like two years ago. I know, I know. I remember. I remember talking to you about that when kind of um, you know everyone thought that Saban was done, and now look, he's got the number one recruiting class. Hey, uh, Bone, before we wrap up and um, you know we uh, get out of here, will you tell everybody uh, where they could purchase your book? And um, you know, there's a lot of people who might be wondering, you know, about uh, the road to Bama, incredible twists and improbable turns along the Alabama Crimson Tide recruiting trail. Um, now available. Um, tell them where they can get your book, and we'll definitely put the link in the in the description box. Yeah, absolutely. What what an unbelievable football gift or gift for a uh, Christmas gift for the for the upcoming season. Um, you know, whether your 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 dad loves the Crimson Tide and looking for you know the next book to read, or you want to give your gift to a son or 
uh, mother or daughter, I think anybody will really enjoy um, you know, this book. I mean, you can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Target, Walmart. I mean, just go online, search The Road to Bama, you'll be able to find it. Um, you know, there's plenty of copies out there, and you know, I certainly think that people will really uh, enjoy it. Um, I will have a book signing uh, next Saturday uh, at the locker room on uh, University Boulevard uh, in Tuscaloosa from um, so the weekend of the Kentucky game uh, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. So hopefully uh, some Alabama fans will stop by and pick up a copy and uh, you may get a new game day shirt while you're there. But uh, I'd love to uh, to meet some Alabama fans uh, at the event. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, this is a great book. You know, it tells the story of 18 former Alabama greats. Uh, their life growing up, their recruiting journey from, you know, guys like Leroy Jordan and Johnny Musso and Dwight Stevenson and John Hanna, you know, all the way to the Saban era players like uh, Trent Richardson and Rashawn Evans and uh, Tua. And I, I think uh, people will really enjoy it because it was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to interview those guys and, um, you know, uh, relive the moments of, uh, you know, their their past, their childhood and, uh, and obviously uh, their success that they had at the University of Alabama. All right. Good stuff. And we'll definitely put the link uh, in the description box. But, um, you know, there's plenty of places to grab Andrew's bone and, and to go to the book signing. So, um, you know, good stuff on that. Such an awesome year for you to be able to have that. That's, uh, you know, it, it really good stuff. So I know a lot of people. Um, Jonathan says, uh, I already got my copy. Great read. I have my copy as well. So thank you very much, Bone. So so we appreciate it, man. So, um, well, I mean, uh, that's our recruiting show for uh, Tuesday. Bones, you have a good time. I, I know, you know, we've uh, it was a little bit, um, you know, of a downer for Alabama and LSU. But, you know, we got through it and we're still going to continue with Bama Insider. But, you know, Bone, uh, tell everybody, uh, you know, uh, where they can follow Bama Insider and why they should subscribe to Bama Insider. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just go to BamaInsider.com. Get, get, sign up for a 30-day free trial. And I think most people who sign up for a 30-day free trial you know, stick around because we, we've got unbelievable coverage on the team uh, and recruiting side of things. I think, uh, you know, Kyle and Tony just do an unbelievable job. We got a new addition to to the uh, to the site and Mick Gillespie. Many people know him from, uh, uh, you know, from doing many radio broadcasts. And you know, I think Mick does an unbelievable job. Be sure to follow our podcast as well. I think people will really start to enjoy those. Um, and obviously the recruiting coverage, um, you know, try to bring it every single day, try to keep you guys you know, on top of things. Uh, you know, this isn't just a, you know, once a week thing, uh, you know, breaking it down. There's things to happen every single hour of the day. And uh, we're breaking it on uh, BamaInsider.com. So join us, join our community on the Bama Insider recruiting board and the Talk of Champions board. And uh, I think you'll be pretty pleased. Hey, give it to Hey, you can buy, you can buy the book, but also buy the, uh, buy the subscription to Bama Insider for Christmas for, uh, for your loved ones this, uh, this year. Plenty of Christmas. Christmas options uh, at, at Bam Insider. And I think we're pretty close to having a, a new promo at Bam Insider where you can get some gear, some Nike gear. So, so stay tuned if you want to get the official Nike gear for Alabama. Just stay tuned. Um, he's Andrew Bone. I'm Kyle Henderson. You can catch us both at Bama Insider. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. Definitely hit that thumbs up button. It really means a lot to us. We appreciate the super chats, Jackie White and Billy Dawson. We really appreciate you super chatting uh, Bone tonight. That means a great deal to us. Um, stay tuned for more coverage and definitely just like Jonathan said, hit that thumbs up button. It really means a lot. I'll be back tomorrow night to talk team coverage as we continue to cruise through this week. Be positive. Have a great week and um, catch us uh, back at BamaInsider.com. Thank you very much for watching. We'll catch you next time.